Welcome to NOPC, the New Orleans podcast. And today's a very special episode. We are celebrating... The Saints kickoff Monday night football against the Texans. And we have with us today a special guest. But first off, I'm Lance Arnold. And I'm Richard Dubas. And today we have Michael Hotard of the Hotard Huddle. Uh, that, that's a, a podcast, and do you do blogs with it? You Blog, podcast, a little bit of everything, kind of dabble into some video, and then podcast. Mainly a blog, and uh, it pertains a lot to sports, hence the name Hotard Huddle, but it's a little bit of everything. So that's what we're going to uh, get to our segment on news today. We're going to talk about the Saints, and we're going to talk about the season that they're going to have. And uh, But before we do that, we also have to show off with some trivia. So the trivia question today is, in 1988, the Saints put out a comic book. I don't know if the Saints put it up, but there's a comic book put out. Uh, They're going to have some editions, but in the very first edition, they had two Saints legends on the cover. There was Bobby Hebert and this other player. Who is this other player? Try some beer. Yeah, so, today. Well, Saints theme show. This beer just came out on Monday on Labor Day. Who that Golden Ale by our Urban South Brewery. Uh, we're going to cover Urban South Brewery uh, another time, but Urban South just started about three years ago. They're on Chapatulas. I've been there. Uh, we actually load our floats across the street for St. Patrick's Parade, so we go over there, okay. grab some beers, and so I'm very familiar <laughs> okay. with their beer. But they came out with this uh, new Hudak Golden Ale, and what's unique about it is, and if you can see right there on the can, it's uh, 5.04% alcohol. I like that 0.04%. Well, it's because it's 504, <laughs> 504, and they said it's made in 99% humidity, which if anything's made in New Orleans, it's made in 99% humidity. Without a doubt. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember a few years ago, the NFL was trying to uh, trademark or sue people using the Hudat, and it turns out that somebody else had the had, had the, uh, the rights to Hudat. And so the brewery's working with the guy who has the rights to uh, Hudat. Steve Monteries, and he's working with the brewery, uh, but he's mo- most famous for putting together the song with Aaron Neville and some of the Saints players years ago in 1983, the uh, Hudat, uh, when Saints go marching in. But just a little bit about the beer. Let's go ahead and open one up. Take one. Yeah, okay. Open it. As we drink, I'll tell you a little more about it. So, Hudat Golden Ale is, this is what they say, is offered as an easy drinking beer, synced to outdoor pre-game partying or the long haul for s- sipping through four quarters. So they're saying this this should be a lighter beer, not a heavy beer, that you can just drink a whole bunch of them. I remember the last last week they were saying about smashing all the beers. So we should just yeah. shotgun them right now <laughs> then, right? That's what I'm saying. But, uh, <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and drink the first one just to taste it. Yeah. So uh, cheers, who that? Cheers, who that? Kind of stole a drink already, but you know. That's good. Yeah, it is really good. It is light enough to you know have at least four, one for each quarter. You Absolutely. This will probably w- have you wishing that we go into overtime. <laughs> but you'll have to grab your uh, your fourth one before the start of the fourth quarter. I didn't yeah. know that. They'll, they won't be selling this in the dome because it's uh, Gail Benson doesn't own this brewery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do sell other beers besides Dixie beers in the dome, y'all. But uh, but we'll say you know. Um, some of the people online, when we said that we were going to review, were a little worried that the taste would be a little cheap, but it's not. It's a very good beer. No, I like it. It's it's uh, 
based on sales, they're going to determine if they're going to keep it going. Is it going to be a year-round beer or not? You know, it's selling through the roof right now. When I when I went to Bro Marlboro Magazine, they had stacks of cases of this thing. I bought a case, and as soon as I got home, my dad took a six-pack of it. My son took a six-pack of it, so you know. Down to just about these, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Hotar might take a six pack yes. of it. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. You can you can go down to their uh, brewery in their tap room and get this beer. But on uh, September eighth for kickoff of the football season, they're going to have a party and they're introducing two other beers. They're going to have Hoppa Style, nice Hoppa Style, nice. which is a double IPA, and they're going to have another one uh, called Never Bitter. But slightly petty after the no call in the <laughs> slightly petty at the no call in the MC championship game last season. So uh, these two beers are going to be a limited run. The Hoppa style and the and the well, if you want better, if you want to talk about knowing your audience and knowing your market, they're doing it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, but uh, both of these and and this one can be found in their tap room, and I I, I like it. I think this is something yeah, it's really good. good. It's definitely a really good beer. It's when it gets hot. This is this is probably one you want to grab. So, uh, thank you, Urban South, and uh, who dat? Who dat? Cheers. All right, we're here with the news, and this is why we brought you in, Michael Hotard, to give us some Saints insider news, maybe even some Texans news as we face them on Monday. The only news that matters this week is kickoff. That's right. So, um. Yeah, Monday night, I'll be at the game. I don't know if y'all might be at the game, but uh, we're playing the Texans. And I just know from reading that a lot of people were predicting, oh, the Saints going to lose to the Texans and run off 10 in a row like we did the other year when we lost to Tampa Bay in the first game. Uh, but the Texans are going through some troubles. They traded away one of their best players, and they, they, they've done a lot of weird moves just lately. And, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It just matters how much the Saints are going to win by. So, uh, you know, why don't you break down the game in that vein? Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm unfortunately going to miss it. I'm going to be at sea on uh, Monday night as we're uh, heading on a cruise. But the second I can check my phone, I'll be looking at that score. Um, But as far as the Saints-Texans go, uh, you know, you mentioned Texans and some of the moves they're making. Uh, One of those being Jadavian Clowney, who they just traded, who's one of their best pass rushers, not named J.J. Watt. So... They got rid of him to essentially just dump what was going to be a large contract. And it's the classic case of get rid of him while you still can. Uh, So you saw them make that move. And then uh, one of the other big, big things that happened recently is they lost Lamar Miller this season. Uh, They're starting running back. But ultimately... The motor of the team relies on quarterback Deshaun Watson, receiver DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, these two, as long as they're on the field, the Texans are a team you have to worry about. Yeah, and then uh, Texans are my favorite AFC team. They, they have been since their inception, and pretty much every AFC team I like better than any other AFC team. <laughs> hey, yeah. You know, I hope all AFC teams go undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least against NFC teams, except for us, of course. Of course. Yes. Against, except for playing against us. So, um, no, given I, – I, I just know a question about how much the Saints going to shut them out by. Maybe a little bit more since they don't. Have, maybe we'll win fifty to nothing now since they don't have David <laughs> County. Uh, you know, but but I guess you're not as much as a homer as I am. So uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? I think Saints take the take the W on Monday night. Um, you know, we're pissed. Our team's yeah. pissed. Yeah, we're going to come back on national TV and, and, and wish it was the Rams. 
So yeah, it's uh, with with the Saints Texans game. I mean, with them opening up on Monday night in the dome, that crowd is going to be loud. It's going to be obnoxious. It's going to be raucous. Every <laughs> you, you will. But no, I uh, I like the Saints in this one, and I'll actually go on record and say I think Saints win this one, thirty four twenty four. I think it'll be a. a a competitive game until the end. Maybe Saints get that late score that really just puts them over the edge in the fourth. But I'll take the Saints in uh, in week one. Let's do our predictions real quick. Uh, you know, I predict the Saints are going to go nineteen and zero. You know, they they're just staying you know, humble. Yeah, staying humble. I'm not sure anybody will score anything but field goals maybe on them because because <laughs> kickers are good now. They can kick 60, 70 yard field goals. So somebody's bound to score on us. Uh, but uh, you know, Richard, what do you think? Uh, I'm thinking a little bit. I'm a little more modest. I'm thinking ten and six, eleven and five. The conference is really tough. It's just just a lot of questions. Like, is Cam Newton not going to be hurt this year? So you have them not making the playoffs and playing those extra games. No, I think they're going to make the playoffs. So you need, add three, you need to add three more to your win total. So you think they're going to be what fourteen and uh, five? <laughs> I'm being modest. You know, we gotta we gotta be in the middle. <laughs> so how many wins are the Saints going to have? Unfortunately, guys, I got them going. Wait, there's, a, there's a positive. Podcast. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. we'll cut you out. Well, here's the positive part about it: I have them winning more games than they're losing. But unfortunately, I think they're nine and seven this year. So I have them right around the ten and six mark. Uh, but I have them finishing off the season nine and seven. And uh, unfortunately, guys, because of how competitive the Don't NFC is, yet. Don't get there yet. <laughs> I know what you're going to say because I'm going to ask you this question: Who's coming in second in the uh, NFC South? Who's who's playing for second out of the other three teams? Out of the other three teams, well, <laughs> unfortunately, I think one goes ahead, but I think the Saints wind up finishing second in the NFC South this year. Okay, that's enough beer for you. <laughs> Cut them <laughs> off. Cut them <laughs> off. <laughs> Uh, Mike's been crushing a few beers before we started. <laughs> yeah, that's where it is. That's easy. Oh, jeez. If you're watching oh, this, man. Melissa, I promise you I'm not driving home drunk. And, 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 and if y'all know, who, who'd you pick to win the division? Do you really want that answer? Yeah, go ahead and say, well, I'll be right back. Go ahead and tell them who you picked. Well, guys, uh, spoiler alert, it's, uh, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, man. And we have a prop for that. I don't think so. I don't think uh, the Atlanta Falcons stand a chance. <laughs> Since this year, I have this now. Uh, but they don't stand a chance anyway. I got the pin so I can you know, go ahead and stab. Into the stab, heart. Stab into the heart. Hey, man. But, Do you. Do you. But, you no. Know, uh, if anybody knows anything about me out there, you know that how much I just hate Atlanta. I hate everything Atlanta. But I hate Atlanta <laughs> so much that my favorite movie is Gone with the Wind. I watch it on repeat <laughs> just to watch Atlanta burn. <laughs> burn to the ground. So uh, once the Saints go undefeated in the regular season, who do we have to worry about in, you know, say, the division round and the, and the NFC Championship? Who are we going to beat in those two? As far as the conference goes this year. Um, and you have to work on the assumption that the Saints are going to be in both of those games. I, I'll work on that assumption, but... But I think the the real test is coming from the NFC North. Um, I think there's three teams in that division who can easily win 11 or more games, and that being the Green Bay Packers, um, number one because of Aaron Rodgers. And he's rocking the mustache. Oh, without a doubt. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is out to prove a point this year after two real down years for someone of his caliber. But moving down that ladder, uh, the the Chicago Bears had a hell of a year last year. Uh, That defense, they still have Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson, a lot of guys there who can ball. And then you have... um, Mitchell Trubisky, who really took a step up at quarterback for them last year. So as long as he can keep 
that same level of play, if not better, the Bears are someone you have to worry about as well. And the third team in that division who's really tough is... The Lions. The, yes. the Lions, absolutely. <laughs> My effort's a stud. What a steal. I heard Matt Patricia, man. He's just on top of everything. If they weren't in what is one of the most competitive divisions, maybe. I do like Matt Patricia. That's what sucks. But, but the Vikings this year, I think they have a lot to prove, especially Kirk Cousins. That defense was great last year. The problem was Kirk Cousins just can't win against teams with winning records. He's got three. I think I believe his record's three and thirty. And well, I went the last summer. I went to Minnesota, Minneapolis, and I put the jinx on their stadium so they don't. Have Perfect. Chance. It was right Perfect. after right after we lost there after that thing I don't want to talk about that happened there. But I went there later that year and I, I put the jinx on their stadium so Perfect. They, they ain't got a chance. <laughs> so speaking of quarterbacks, let's let's go back to the Saints a little bit. Who do you have, Taysom Hill? Or Teddy Bridgewater is the future? Neither. You have neither? Neither. So, I was talking about this with someone the other day. Teddy Bridgewater, while I think he's a good filler quarterback, if he comes in for a couple of games, I think it's a very winnable team because of the roster assembled around him. But if you're building your future around a guy who has barely eclipsed 3,000 yards in a season twice, who... His most touchdowns he threw in a season's 14. Sean Payton seems to know quarterbacks. And when I remember when Teddy Bridgewater was in the draft, Sean Payton couldn't take him. We had Drew, but Sean Payton, was, Sean Payton loved him. He loved he loved he would have taken Teddy Bridgewater probably in the second round. Like I said, he's a good he's a good filler guy. I think if he I think if he were to come in in a transition year, I mean, I think he could easily win nine, ten games. Um, but the problem is that his ceiling is only so high. So if I was going to rank him on a scale of 1 to 10, <laughs> I think his ceiling is about a 5. Um, but he's never going to give you below a 4. You know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah. It's it's not great, but it's also not bad either. So it's a winnable situation. So, so, so on a scale of 1 to 10, he's a 4 to an 8? 4 to a 6 at what most. So, so where's Taysom? Like a, a, a 2 to a 9? Taysom, I don't know his ceiling. But I, I, I can tell you, I don't know his floor either. I mean, I think Taysom, he's got that Swiss Army knife thing going down for him. He reminds me a lot of what Tebow could have been in the NFL. Um, and Taysom's a guy you want on your roster. Tebow just couldn't even run like Taysom. No, Tebow yeah. couldn't run I mean, like I Taysom. I <laughs> Taysom stiff arm D lineman. Yeah, I mean, it's in the preseason, but still stiff arm. What do you think D-line. about Sean Payton comparing him to Steve Young? I think that the only comparison there is they both went to BYU. Yeah. <laughs> and they, well, they both could run. Yeah. yeah but but uh, no, I, and I do like Taysom, and I think both of those guys deserve a spot on the roster. But if they really want to look for their quarterback of the future, they need Somewhere a look else. to the draft. So let's just say, uh, who do you think the Saints are going to have to beat in the NFC Championship game? In the NFC Championship, Who's let's assume the Saints make it there. Uh, I, uh, well, uh, my prediction. <laughs> Yeah, well, they are one of my picks to get there, but uh, that would be awesome to have the Falcons have to come to the dome to play. You know, because we'd have home field because we'd be only. Well, assuming the Saints make the playoffs, Falcons have at least two losses. Assuming the Saints make the playoffs, <laughs> I will go on record and say Falcons. Okay, and uh, I I would love to see a Falcon Saints NFC Championship. That would be something to watch. Yeah, that would be that'd be nice. And then you know the Saints, the Saints uh, win twenty eight to three. 
28 to 3? 28 to 3. Just turn the knife. Yeah, but you realize the Falcons don't have Morton Anderson anymore as a kicker, so I doubt they'll score any. <laughs> but they got the next best thing, Matt Bryant. <laughs> Another savvy vet. Okay, so uh, we have the uh, Saints uh, beating the Falcons in the NFC Championship game, 28 to 3. I guess we'll give them that three. Just would they, if the Saints are winning twenty-eight to nothing, would the Falcons kick that field goal? Yes. <laughs> so they would kick that field goal, and then the Saints, knowing, the Saints, knowing that the game could end twenty-eight to the three. Saints would put the fix in. Sean Payton would pay uh, the entire Atlanta Falcons organization a mint to do that. Yeah, just to kick that field goal. Absolutely. Time's running out. We'll, we'll get it. We won't even. You know, we'll all just stand up. At, we won't put our special teams on the field. Yeah, kick that seventy-yard field goal. That's as far as I got today. Yeah. So, but no, I, I think Atlanta is going to be a tough one this year for sure. Now, the, the Falcons this year, though, um, one of the things that uh, I think they're going to get a lot healthier on, and so is the NFC South as a whole. Wait, wait, just let me preface all this. I say we only see positive things on this podcast unless it's about Atlanta. Just letting you know in case you want to rail on them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, they get healthier on defense. Uh, they they didn't have Deion Jones last season. They didn't have their two starting safeties, Count O'Neill, Ricardo Allen. They get both of those guys back, sharing up the middle of the field on defense, which was abysmal last year. Um, so I think they're going to be better. The big question mark, I think, in the NFC South is Newton. Uh, just because last year, we were talking about this before the show, Cam Newton looked awful against the Saints in the in his sure. last game of the season before they shut him yeah. down. I mean, the guy couldn't throw the ball 15 yards yeah. because of that shoulder injury. He literally looked like a kid out there. Um, and not because he was pouting or anything like that. The guy physically, he just looked beat down. And I remember just leaving that game like, dude, what the hell? Because, I, yeah. I mean, being a, being a Saints season ticket holder, I've watched him play a lot of games. And that was the most I have seen him just worn down physically because he's the guy who can go and bully you because of his size. Yeah. So yeah. he was he was terrible. So if he's healthy, Carolina is going to be another. Yeah, tough he's like run. he's like another Taysom Hill. You know, he can run it. Yeah, right? <laughs> he can do yeah. it all. That's what I call Cam Newton. He's like Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't believe the Bruce Aarons will fix Jameis Winston? No, I don't. I got I got Bucks bottom feed in the division. I think they're better, but I don't ha- see them. Maybe, even getting close to a winning record. Maybe the SBCA can fix them. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or some crab legs. You yeah. never know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Cam Newton, not Jameis. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm looking to get... They both can go to SBCA and get some free spay or neutering. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to assume what sex they are. Yeah, you can't do that. It's 2019. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I think Cam identifies as a football player. <laughs> no, that's Jason Hill. Hey. What position does he play? Football. Football. <laughs> okay, so the Saints are 18-0 and 0, uh, heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, Mercury Moores be damned and the Dolphins be damned because the Saints are going to do it. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Who are we beating? I hope to God it's Tom Brady and the Patriots. I wanted it bad last year. So I want to see just to pretty much put the exclamation point on the era of what is the best quarterbacker in football. Uh, I would love nothing more than to see a Tom Brady versus Drew Brees Super Bowl. Just sure. for just for pure legendary factor alone. Because, and the coaches too. Yeah, I mean yeah. Belichick and Peyton. Peyton Brees. Brady Belichick, I mean, that's two of the best coaching quarterback combos in the last 20 years, sure. without a doubt. So, uh, how much the Saints going to win by? 
you know, if they're playing the Patriots. 28 to 3? No, no, that'd be great. But uh, no, maybe the Saints get up 28 to 3 and the Patriots fall just short of beating them. And, you know, they cling on to that 28 to 3 lead yeah. by just enough. So, but no, I'd love to see that. I wanted it last year. So, so we're going back to Miami. That's, Ten years ago. that's an interesting fact. We're yeah. Going back to Miami, Miami. we'll win another Super Bowl. I, I wouldn't be mad. Who that? Who that? Who that? Cheers. entertainment and we're going to break down the top 10 saint songs brought to us by rocky by rocky uh, top 10 sang songs if you've ever listened to music that other teams put out in people in their cities it, it cannot compare new orleans has the best music the best songs for their football team the year the super bowl i probably had over 50 songs for the saints and i'm going to say like 20 of them were good <laughs> but there, there was a lot of crap but a lot of the ones that we're going to see on rocky's list are ones from the Super Bowl year and some of my favorite from the Super Bowl year. But the reason why this guy, Rocky, who uh, we're going to let him do the countdown is because he is the ultimate Saints DJ. He'd been DJing for over 20 years, pregame parties for the Saints, uh, right outside the Superdome, uh, outside of Allegro Bistro, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, but he, he, he has the party. Some of the pictures you're seeing right now are you know, just the party that Rocky threw. And it's just incredible. And he knows Saints music. Choppa, uh, all these other uh, artists, Baby Boy, uh, they, they come and they jump on his microphone, stand on his speakers, and they sing, you know, uh, to the crowd. So, you know, he's, he's, he, he's that big of a DJ. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, play Rocky's Top Ten. Y'all, we 
here at them Falcons, five-star T-Bone, and the Who That Nation. We about to do them up second line style, y'all. Forget what they said, forget what you heard. The Saints about to fluff them dirty birds. Forget what they said, forget what you heard. The Saints about to fluff them dirty birds. The Saints coming back. Tom Benson, where you at? Baby boy, the Prince. Katrina couldn't stop us, New Orleans. Hey, number one Saints fans. This is the way we live. Orleans Saints, number one on the field. Katrina couldn't stop us, and that's real. Beat these teams, it's no big deal, big deal, big. This is the way we live. Orleans Saints, number one on the field. Katrina couldn't stop us, and that's real. Beat these teams, it's no big deal, big deal, big.
to tame the wildcat Second line into that Super Bowl and bring that crown back Brown bag days over, take that to the bag Oh, auction man and tell him, this ain't your daddy say Time fence and give a fence to Drew Brees Ray Megan Payton eating the wall instead of King Greg Williams, I am Well, that was a really good list. There's a few exceptions I like to change on it. Yeah, but there's a variety. There's you know some old stuff, some newer stuff on there. Uh, one 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 that I did have a big problem with was number nine. I'm a Saints fan. Uh, it's not that it's a bad song. I just don't think the guy's from New Orleans. He calls it the. Uh, uh, the New Orleans Superdome, which, you know, either you call it the Louisiana Superdome or the Mercedes-Benz Superdome or just the Superdome, but even bigger than that, he talks about us getting all hyped up because it's almost 1 o'clock in kickoff. <laughs> if we're just getting hyped up at 1 o'clock, we're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we're late. Right. Yeah. We're, we're late to the We missed the entire first quarter. Yeah, the only time I ever started drinking at 1 o'clock for a Saints game was when I lived in West Virginia, and by law, you cannot start drinking until that late. <laughs> You know, so we're, we're sitting in the bar watching the game, just watching our watches, saying, come on, serve us a beer. Serve us a beer. But, no, so um, I, I think it's an all right song, but, you know, I, I just have a problem that that guy's not from here. One o'clock, come on. Yeah. So, uh, so what did you think of the list, Mike? Uh, overall, I mean, it brings back a lot of memories from Super Bowl year, obviously. And it's uh, one of the ones that goes back even further to me, the first thing I think I told you when I listened to the list or saw the list was number six, Baby Boy the Prince. Yeah, the Prince. With uh, This is the Way We Live, New Orleans rendition. That song brings me brings me back to uh, freshman year of high school, or sophomore year of high school, when the Dome reopens and that magical season. That, that song just reminds me of all those things, like Marcus Coulson, seventh round, uh, the Steve Gleason block punt, sure. and the new era that is the Sean Payton Drew Brees era in New Orleans when you knew we were going to be all right. Yeah, talking about uh, that, that song talks about us coming back after Katrina. Yeah. So, and I want to go back even further because I, I referenced this song earlier here in the podcast, but one that Rocky did leave off, which is just classic, it'd be in my top five, if not my top three. Is the Aaron Neville hoot at when the Saints go marching in? I'll play it right now. Who that Saints gonna beat them Saints? Who that? Oh, when the Saints go marching in.
but no, that that song with uh, the Saints players and, and the old video, you know, uh, back at David Drive, they're singing on the field there in Neville. So they just call and, and the references they make in that song, Kenny the Snake Stabler. Oh yeah, uh, and they talk about Bum Phillips. Yep. Yeah. You know, so you, you got to be a, an old time Saints fan to, you know, to to get all the references in that one. Yes. So, but uh, any other thoughts on it? The music. I mean, the number three is a strong play with uh, Green Day and U2. Yeah. The Saints are coming. I yeah, mean, that one always gives me chills. Oh, without a doubt. You can't, as a Saints fan, you can't listen to that and not get goosebumps. Yes, in. if this is the, the most powerful Saints songs, that'd be number one. Without a doubt. But, but we got to play Kronk, you know, because you know after we uh, score a touchdown, that's what's happening. I've heard that song a lot over the years. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember a few years back they tried to mix it up and they played Papa's Got a Brand New Bag and things like that instead of Kronk? And we just wouldn't stand for it. The yeah. like, Come on. I mean, I know the band's from Atlanta, but I think they've gone on record and said the Falcons suck, the Yin Yang Twins. Yeah. So uh, in, in their video, they wear Saints they, jerseys. They definitely. Jerseys, or Raphael Bush jerseys. They definitely went on Ellen DeGeneres' show and said that with, of course, Ellen DeGeneres being from New yeah. Orleans. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, stand up and get crunk. I mean, with the Drew Brees, Peyton era, with them being such yeah. a high-powered offense, there's so many times we heard that. I think the only, maybe the only song that could possibly uh, overtake that for after touchdowns would be something like Choppa Style, something New Orleans born. Yeah. And aside from that, no, no shot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, cheers to Rocky. That was a great yes, list. Good list. So now this is really exciting for you viewers out there as you're going to get a tour of our tavern. Of the Nolson Tavern. We promised you in a few shows that we would do this. Richard alluded to that I have more Saints paraphernalia here than the Superdome has <laughs> and maybe even the Saints Hall of Fame. I wouldn't say I have that much, but yeah, I, I do have a lot. And if you uh, come over to my house for a game, which I'm, you don't have my dress, so. <laughs> so <laughs> that was like, an open invitation? <laughs> no, open invite. <laughs> but, but, but if you do tag the location here, it is called the Away Dome. Because, well, for home games, I'm not here. So... <laughs> So if you know my dress, Neil, I went to come break into my house now. <laughs> <laughs> you just set yourself up for the ultimate robbery. But uh, where will they see you in before home games? Before home games. Okay, so for, before we do the tour, uh, you can find me before home games, usually right where Allegro used to be on Loyola and uh, Lafayette Street. Lafayette's an alleyway right there, but um, you can usually find us right there, a half block off of Poydras, and it's a Houdat Nation Fambulance. That's the official tailgate party of our podcast, mainly because me and my brothers run it and we own the Houdat Fambulance. Uh, so um, come on out. Uh, we usually have a lot of food, but you know, given hopefully that millions are going to start listening to and watching this podcast, I don't have that much food. But we'd, I'd, we'd like to get to know you. So, get the yeah, chicken yeah. while it's hot, you know? Yeah, get there early. Uh, you and know, uh, they'll be there early. And there's a really fun tradition that y'all do is that y'all give a jinx beer oh, to yes. an opposing... Yeah, yeah. now I'll, I'll, I'll put some pictures up right now of that. Yeah, before every game, I have a beer and I give it away to somebody from the opposing team and just, just saying thank you for coming to New Orleans. We appreciate the tourism. We're a tourism city and it's just a sign of hospitality and I get a picture drinking it with them and then as soon as we walk away, we're like, okay, we got rid of the Jinx beer. Saints are going to win. Hey, that's what we do in New Orleans. Give them the Hex. Hex yes, Jinx. Definitely. Voodoo dolls. So, uh, well, we already saw the Atlanta one this episode. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, come on out and see us at the Houdat Nation Fambulance and uh, you know, we'd love to meet you. And bring beer. Yeah, bring beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll trade you a chicken wing for a beer. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, and now let's go to the exciting 
NOPC Tavern. Yes, what do we got uh, here? So uh, what we have here in the tavern, as soon as you walk into my house, you'll see immediately that you're in the NOPC Tavern. Uh, you just look to the side and you see this right here. You see the pool table, the bar that we're sitting at right now, and you can see a, a lot of the memorabilia. But uh, you, when you walk in the house, you're, you're immediately in the foyer, which is, which is attached to it. And in the foyer, you're most likely to run into Clover. Wow, yes. Yes, my dog Clover. Uh, you know, she, she's vicious. Uh, she's a lab because labs are known for being vicious. <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, uh, okay. so, so you're most likely uh, run into Clover. Are you trying to protect yeah, yourself from home games? Yeah. <laughs> and, and right there to your left, uh, before you walk into the tavern, I do have my wine rack and, you know, and, and a table right there. So and a few Saints things and New Orleans things on there. Some of the fancier wines I have in my wine rack. I have the Bobby Bear Cajun Cannon uh, wine. I did have, I think it was a Morton Anderson wine, but I drank it. And uh, I wasn't thinking. So is the Bobby Bear one filled with any uh, any crab boil or crawfish boil? I don't. I didn't read it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't plan on ever drinking it because it probably doesn't age well. Uh, but uh, another uh, fine wine I have there, of course, everybody has to have one of these. Bottle of Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill. As you're entering into the room, uh, we have the Saints Championship banner hanging right there underneath it. Some more Labradors and the Saints. And that clock there is, is uh, this, not the same one, but uh, similar to the one my grandfather used to have. Because when you walk in into this room, that pool table and the bar were both my grandfather's. So it's a grandfather clock. There you go. So I have an important question. <laughs> Where's the next banner going to go? The next banner? Oh, um, I don't have a picture of it, but I have a whole other wall that I can just hang you know, a dozen banners on. <laughs> okay. So. Just wanted to make sure that the banners were so, well represented. And uh, as you can see uh, behind um, uh, Michael right now are some of my pennants that I'm proud of. Uh, the Drew Brees autograph pennant. And then my second favorite football team, uh, the Chelsea Football Club from uh, the Premier League. And then we have the uh, LSU National Championship pennant, a Hornets pennant, and a Voodoo pennant. Uh, then we get behind the bar, and that's my grandparents. That's my grandmother and grandfather who uh, this, this bar belonged to and, and, the, and the pool table belonged to. So uh, this is not Saints-related, but this is the, probably the thing I'm most proud of in my entire bar is my Canby Black and Green Label Liquor. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, nobody's ever going to drink it unless you break it to my house and drink it, but I will find you. I will hunt you down. Oh, and behind it, we have the Saints Homecoming, the game we were just talking about when you 2 and Green Day played and the blocked punt and all that. So there's the poster uh, from kickoff that day. What we have here is my Super Bowl tickets. The entire season that we won the, went to the Super Bowl, playoff tickets, and the Super Bowl ticket. Just frame that's yeah, that's that that has a wall all to itself, except for the little KB sticker next Can to I it. Can I ask you, minus the Super Bowl, what was your favorite game that year? My favorite game that year? Oof. You know what? And it is a good story. And uh, let me with the computer so uh, so we can get back on. My favorite game that year is because I had a dream that the Saints went undefeated until we played the Redskins. Wow, okay. And, and uh, in my dream, I was watching the game, and we lost to the Redskins in a tight game. So we were watching the game, and the Redskins were winning. I don't know if you remember that game. I do. That was the yeah, famous Meacham stripping yeah. score. So so my wife said, as I already told you, she's superstitious and hexing all. She's like, so in your dream, you were watching the game, right? So they locked me in my office without a TV. And said so we had a party at our house and said, you cannot watch this game because in your dream, you watch the game. Oh, oh yes. So I didn't watch the game, the rest of the game, because we were losing. And, yeah, the, miraculously, we won the game. So 
I think Fantastic. every New Orleans Saints fan has that story. Like, I've had stories where my mom had to stay in the garage because yeah. right when she went in the garage, it was like a deep 50-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, my mom <laughs> spent a half hour on the toilet because, no, you can't come out. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like can you stand me a piece of pizza under the door? <laughs> Just slide a slice. Well, that's my charger. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, you weren't eating in there when we, you know, when we scored. Oh, man. Uh, Full-on lockdown. <laughs> so uh, let's get back to... Uh, seeing what's around this room. Uh, next up we have, this is a, a seat from Tulane Stadium. Not they, My grandpa, because the seats weren't very comfortable at Tulane Stadium, so a lot of people had these cushioned seats they bought. So this was the Saints, uh, what the Saints sold to their fans at Tulane Stadium. Next, and this is a pretty cool piece, and this is a, a picture of the first Saints team ever. So Gilliam's in there, you know, all those guys are in there. Uh, and it's all autographed. Granted, this is this is a reproduction. <laughs> this is a copy of somebody else's picture and how I got it. I'm not going to tell you how I got it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> That's next week's trivia question. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's a few things in this room that are better. I've not said how I got it. Uh, so uh, then we just have some action figures and some other paraphernalia. There's Archie Manning. Uh, this this football right here, when the Saints had that quarterback club uh, luncheon right before they left to go play the Raiders in the last preseason game, they're flying out to you know play the Raiders right after the quarterback luncheon, but all the players were there. And so a friend of mine bought a table, invited me to go, and at this, actually my brother got to go backstage with all the players before they came out. So I gave him this football, and he started getting it signed by the players. And then the players came out, and I got a lot more of them to sign sign it afterwards right. so behind it you can't see the pictures but there's Jeremy Shockey signing it Drew Brees signing it Sean Payton signing it just to you know, prove that <laughs> there's legit and the Saints went on to win the Super Bowl that year is that Charles Grant right there in the middle uh, four? probably yeah yeah nice so and then that NFL screwed that that's from last year of course of course yeah, so uh uh, moving on to the next thing that you'll find in here, there's uh, the double uh, starting lineup with Peyton and Archie Manning. They never made a triple one uh, with Eli. Poor Eli. Two Super Bowl MVPs and still no respect. Bless his heart. And not even a Cooper in the no. background. <laughs> uh, this is just some pins from uh, where I went in eighth grade. St. John Prep doesn't exist anymore. So that's just no personal memorabilia from a football team. Uh, going on underneath on the next shelf, there we have the Hornets. The Hornets bobbleheads, except for Peja. <laughs> the white guy gets an action figure. <laughs> so Peja got an action figure, and the rest of them got bobbleheads. And you see in the background there's a Peja uh, head on a stick, because they used to run around with the big Peja head yes. uh, at the games. Three! Uh, this is underneath. This is my archives. So this is stuff I don't have on the shelves. And there's some more Harry Lee bobbleheads, a Blaine Kern bobblehead, some you know, Chris Paul and other other Hornets bobbleheads, and just random more Saint stuff uh, that that didn't make the cut until I get a bigger room. Now some Saints legends, you know, Morton Anderson, Bobby Bear, you know, uh, and some other players there, cards. Actually, I'm a big Cubs fan, and a lot of people in New Orleans are Cubs fans because growing up, we only got to watch two baseball teams on WGN and TBS. So it's either Braves or Cubs, mm-hmm. and I already told you how I feel about everything Atlanta. Yep. <laughs> I'm a Cubs fan. So there's a Chris Bryant bobblehead I got this year when I went to see the Cubs play. And there we go. This is a Saints wreath, and of course, in the middle of Saints wreath, which I pulled out to show you all already, is the Atlanta Falcons voodoo doll. 
So your prediction is in trouble. Well, it I, is. I honestly don't think I need the voodoo doll. <laughs> Colonels! There we go. Colonels! There we go. Two Nichols of them sitting here with me, and, and I've been at Nichols longer than either of you. But <laughs> well, yes, that's that's the uh, lone uh, Nichols Colonels thing I have. Yes. The saber, but it's a pretty cool foam saber. I'm stealing that before I leave today. And then we have LSU National Championship newspaper and the ticket from uh, when I went to the game. And a picture of all of us that went to the game together. And some more Saints uh, legends. But the, most of these cards are autographed on this one. I think Dalton Hilliard's in there. But, uh, yeah, some Saints legends. Of course, amen. Amen. One of the best uh, yeah. titles. Definitely. Now, this one is a piece of game turf from the Super Bowl, from the Saints end zone. It's black on top. So this is actual. And, no, I didn't steal it because you know, we, we paid for this because we're that stupid of Saints fans. We <laughs> said, so you can own a piece of the field. And we're like, well, I'm buying it. <laughs> so, Sign me up. So I own that. And this one right here is a bead. And that turf inside of that is from the NFC Championship game that we won to go to the Super Bowl. So that's some uh, Superdome turf in that one. Uh, that's just a, a ball I bought in Miami across at the Walmart across the street from the stadium. <laughs> uh, this uh, my, my Saints library, some history of the Saints books, uh, that comic book which you saw earlier in the podcast, magazines, you know, all that stuff is, is in there, and some more Saints memorabilia, like the Deuce McAllister autographed. I think it's a McFarlane or something, uh, <laughs> and the Superdome cokes. And then the old starting lineups. You're going to see Ruben Mays, Pat Sterling. Oh, yes. You know, uh, of course, Bob Yeager. Uh, as you can tell, I wasn't always the brightest, so I played with some of them. So <laughs> not all of them are still in the box. Uh, some more starting lineups, Saints players. And then this is the St. Louis Sucks pin. Oh, wow. We wore that in the stadium for our first playoff win ever when Hakeem drops the ball. Hakeem drops the ball. Hakeem drops the ball. There is a God. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was the first uh, that was the first Saints game I actually ever watched on TV, and oh, really? uh, yeah, it's it's one of my earliest memories of football. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the first actual NFL game I watched was the Rams Titans Super Bowl, and then and that was I, a good one too. Yeah, so I remember both of those games vividly, and earliest earliest memories of football. So yeah. Uh, and there's George. George always stands in the corner. Uh, he just hangs out there, and he wears my Saints uh, St. Patrick's Day hat and, and holds the umbrella when I'm not using it. Uh, behind George, Ricky Jackson. <laughs> As you can see, WWL Radio put that out years ago when Ricky Jackson was playing. Everybody has them. Everybody had them. Uh, Barks put out too. And I got Ricky Jackson to sign it. Uh, when Ricky Jackson signed it, he tried to steal it from me. He was on a float and he just put it down and started riding off. And and we're like, Ricky, please give it back. He's like, he's like, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he gave it back. <laughs> when he saw a grown man cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just had this up there because I want to make that the Hall of Fame corner. And, uh, you know, I, I need to get something Morton Anderson in that in that mm-hmm. corner, too, which I do have something Morton Anderson, but we'll talk about that later uh, towards that corner. But this is the Willie Rofe jersey that my son wore when he was, was, when he was really, really young. I want to get that autographed. Yeah. Uh, this is the brass. I don't know if y'all remember the brass. Yeah, I do. I do. Yes. This I, is, I miss them. These are the tickets. What was that 1997? Their inaugural game, their first game. Uh, this is the tickets. I went to that game, 
And also I went to this first game too, the Hornets, the very first game against the Jazz. Uh, this is a really big, uh, you may not be able to tell from the, from the picture here, but it's a really big Florida Lee taking up the wall. And that's another thing that we're not going to tell you how I got. <laughs> okay. And finally, this has been in my house since I was a kid. My dad had this LSU toilet seat hanging on the wall in our house ever since I was a kid. And I'm, I'm a fan of all things New Orleans. So I put what's underneath the toilet seat there just because it's tradition in my family to have it there. What we have under it is a Tulane sticker. Because people because, forget there was a rivalry between and, them. Well, yeah, when Tulane you know, could play. Tulane used to be in the SEC mm-hmm. you know, for a while. So you know, Tulane wasn't always Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm a Tulane fan too. Uh, I went to a Tulane game last year when they beat Nichols, but well, that's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but you know, I guess Tulane is water; they belong in the toilet bowl. So um, that's it. There's just a close up of the pool table. So we're probably gonna play pool after this podcast because you know that's why I have it. So. <laughs> but anyway. That's it. Uh, I mean, I think that's it for the podcast. I think y'all drank all the beer. Wait, there's more though. Oh, the trivia. All right. So now the answer to the trivia question. And why don't you refresh our audience members on what the trivia? The trivia question was the 1988 comic book that the uh, somebody put out for the Saints. The one and only edition of this comic book had Bobby Abair and what other Saints legend on there. And I'll let you know that this comic book goes in the corner with Willie Rofe and Ricky Jackson because this is the other Hall of Famer. The third Hall of Famer that the Saints have. And who is that? Come on, y'all know. Morton Anderson. Morton Anderson, the great Dane. The guy who's going to teach loon soccer players how to kick in the NFL. That's <laughs> yes. awesome. Carly Lloyd coming at you. Yeah, so, uh, yes, Morton Anderson and Bobby Bear were on the first issue of the Saints comic book. Check it out. Uh, maybe you can find it online. I bought this at a garage sale probably 10 years ago. So, but um, novelty. But uh, if you want to find out anything we talked about today, the links to the videos, uh, you want to find out more about uh, Mike Hotard's show, the Hotard Huddle, uh, or anything else about uh, the Fambulance, everything. Go to nolasome.com. We'll have the podcast posted up there. We have a blog that gives you all the links. We we'll have the audio version of the podcast, which can also be found on Spotify. And I'm working on iTunes. So, uh, how was your first uh, episode at the NOPC Tavern? Fantastic, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, always enjoy talking football, specifically Saints. Uh, and I'm glad you guys invited me on. Well, I cheer, but there's no more beer. <laughs> I have some. I'll cheers for all of us. <laughs> the slideshow was, uh, <laughs> slide was really enjoyable. <laughs> See you all next week. See you next week. We, we take two things real seriously. We take our drinking seriously, yeah. and we take our football, our Saints seriously. Yeah. Who that, huh? And uh, so ever since I was little, I've been having Saints season tickets. I have Saints season tickets now. I have about 15 jerseys. But, uh, but ever since I was little, I've had Saints season tickets, and ever since I was little, I snuck alcohol into the Superdome. 
because that's what you gotta do. It's just too expensive to get drunk in the Superdome. What beers cost like 12 bucks now for like a thimble of beer. You just can't afford to do it. You either need a pregame or pregame and sneak shit in. Well, uh, years ago, I went to a game with my wife and some friends uh, in Houston. And I figured, same thing. It's gonna be expensive to get drunk in, in the stadium there. So I took 12 beers and I hid these beers all over my body like I was sneaking shit into prison. I mean, I had it shoved in uncomfortable places. <laughs> we're walking up to the gate, and this is back really before they all used metal detectors. So these were canned beers. So, so we're walking up to the gate and had this big militant looking taking his job way too seriously, just frisking everybody, just, you know, he could, he could tell your religion by the way he was grabbing on people. <laughs> and my wife looks back, she's like, what are you gonna do? And I was like, ah, I'm not sure, I'll think of something. I'll go on in behind the gate, I'll think of something. Because you gotta remember, one, we take our drinking seriously, I'm not throwing out 12 beers. Two, I'm not missing kickoff. I take my saints seriously. Yeah. So I step back, I look at the guy, I'm like, he's from Texas, I'm from New Orleans, he's got some preconceived notions about people from New Orleans, I got this. I walk right up to him, I go, oh, my favorite part of the game, the pat down. Dude goes, you good man going in.